Okay, now I'm recording. Welcome to our ASMR podcast all about bugs. I'm Weevil. Okay. (laughs) Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Y'all move! It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Weevil! No, I'm Jimmy. Uh, and uh, every week we discuss uh, an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! the animated series. This week we are going to be discussing the ultimate great moth. Uh, this is uh, the second of two parts. I'm really excited. This The last episode ended on a cliffhanger that was, I guess maybe, yeah. it was technically a cliffhanger. It was a to-be-continued um, and now we're continuing on with the next part. I'm, I'm really uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, general thoughts before we get into the news? No. Okay, awesome. Well, before we start discussing the episode, it's time, it's time! for news. Jimmy, if there's one thing I've learned about you over the last, uh, I guess, f- now five weeks, it's that you really like Weevil Underwood. Is that right? Eh. I like his voice, but... Eh. Okay. I, right. I, I liked him at first, but after being exposed to Weevil some more, he's just kind of obnoxious. Well, if you wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh! like Weevil Underwood, now is your chance. Oh, boy. Uh, Tell me more. So I, I actually missed this. This should have been news last week, but I didn't, I didn't get the notification. Now it's just old. Now it's old news. I'm sorry. Uh, so in Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links on March 13th, they released the Rampage of the Forest box set which is all uh, bug and forest cards, including updated versions of Weevil Underwood's famous cards. Really? Yeah. So uh, what I'm going to do right now is I have uh, Rampage of the Forest open in in Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, and I'm actually going to use 100 gems to buy two packs, and uh, we're going to open a couple of packs here. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Purchase, and... So to be clear, you're not spending actual money on this. It's no, just I the, have not the gems. Spent, I have not spent a single dime on this game. Uh, you win gems uh, by completing quests, which is typically like, you know, play in five duels, beat five duelists, uh, play in PvP for such and such a time. And they have events like every day that get you more gems. So, uh, yeah, you get gems all the time. Uh, all right, so I'm opening my first pack, and I've gotten Mirror Mail. Uh, which is a trap card. Sylvan Guardioke, which is a six-star monster who looks kind of like looks kind of like Shrek, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, he looks like a fat Shrek. Uh, and then I got Resonance Insect, which I think is one that Weevil Underwood did have at one point, uh, which is a four-star uh, bug creature or insect creature to use the, the proper parlance. Uh, pack number two. Let's see. These are three-card packs, so, you know, not much. Uh, Full House, which is a trap card, another Sylvan Guardioke, and a Sylvan Peas Keeper, uh, which I, get it. I think is easily my favorite art that I've seen. Oh, that's adorable. Um, it's it's peas in a pod, and the peas all have different facial expressions. I'm going to show this to Lauren, who's sitting right here, because it seems like maybe the only Yu-Gi-Oh card she will ever like. I'm getting the nod of it's approval. It's pretty cute. Uh, it's a, it's, it looks like it's a one Ugh. star, uh, plant effect card. When this card is normal or special summoned, you can excavate the top card of your deck. And if it is a plant type monster, send it to the graveyard. Otherwise place it on the bottom of your deck. 
If this card is excavated from the deck or sent to the graveyard by a card effect, you can target one level four or lower plant. Okay, so essentially you can send plant monsters to the graveyard and or special summon them. So this would be good for like a plant-based deck where you have a lot of uh, spells and traps that help you pull things from the graveyard. Hmm. And there we go. Um, I didn't get any of the rare ones. There are two possible ultra rare cards here. Uh, the important one is Metamorphosed Insect Queen, which is a upgraded version of the Insect Queen that Weevil Underwood has um, that we haven't seen yet, actually. Uh, and then the other one is an Armored Bee, so essentially just Yu-Gi-Oh! Bee Drill. That is definitely a Bee Drill. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, nope, that's just straight up a bee drill. Yeah, so, so that's my news. Um, nothing really else uh, new to report in the Yu-Gi-Oh! realm. I'm still waiting to hear on when they're going to be bringing the Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links format to physical cards. Because mm. I think once that happens, I might buy a couple of decks. I've been tempted to buy like a structured deck just for fun. But it's all from like the new series. Um, like they even have a, a couple of structured decks from Vrains out now. So. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool to have something from, like, the OG Yu-Gi-Oh! as we're watching it. Yeah. Uh, how's, uh, how's reading the source material going? Well, I tell you, I have a lot of, uh, interesting information that provides some helpful context to some of the questions we had earlier. Oh, good. About the show. Welcome oh, and, to and a, a new piece segment. of paper. Yes, I've got a, uh, a post-it note here that I've been jotting notes down on, and it's titled Kaiba Bullshit, because there is a whole lot of Kaiba Bullshit, as I've been reading the manga, um, most of it to do with uh, Kaiba's backstory. You know why Kaiba is the CEO? Oh, of Kaiba Corp? Of Kaiba Corp. Uh, it's oh. because he took over the company from his dad, who immediately committed suicide by jumping out a window. Wait, so so the, he committed suicide after Kaiba took over the company? Oh, yes. You oh, see, shit. Kaiba and his brother were orphans. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. their new dad came and adopted him, who needed uh, he because he needed a new heir to run the company. But and he was like a really cruel dad, and like was constantly beating him and forcing him to learn and um, just like business stuff and school stuff. Okay. Until yep. finally, at the age of like thirteen or whatever, he was able to maneuver the board members to grant him CEO. What? And so. Uh, his dad was just like, okay, I'm out, and immediately died. I can't imagine. Okay, hey, thanks for adopting me, new dad. <laughs> also, fuck you. That's basically it. Wow. Okay, so Kaiba is just as likable in the manga, then, is what I'm getting from this. Basically. If anything, he's even worse. Okay. Um, because, um, he, at- well, last time we saw Kaiba in the manga... He was trapped inside a card with right. the power of the right. Shadow Games. Yeah, how'd that go? He got better. Oh. Yeah. And he didn't learn his lesson because after recovering, he immediately thought, whoa, I need to learn how to do that. But oh instead of God. using magic, he's going to use uh, technology. And that is why he was able to um, duel um, Yugi's grandpa into submission. Because this was the first time Grandpa had ever seen holographic monsters. And he traps Grandpa in this like special holographic cube. In the manga, they don't have the giant arenas yet. It's just this tiny little cube that shoots holograms into it, where okay. you have to, it's like a cell essentially, because okay. they don't have the technology to make them that big. Sure, 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 sure. 
And so this was the first time grandpa's ever seen like actual monsters. And it was designed to make you feel like the monsters were actually attacking you. Just like the real monsters that Yugi summoned attacked attacked Kaiba. Oh, so it's Yugi trapping Kaiba in the Shadow Realm that inspired Kaiba to make the holographic dueling arena that, I mean, we see a version of in episode one. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And so he makes this like essentially a torture chamber where the monsters are so realistic that you basically go insane within 20 minutes. And that's what happens to grandpa is that he has a heart attack from being attacked by these see, illusionary monsters. Okay, see, it's still bad, but that makes so much more sense right? than what we get in the show. So much more sense. Uh, f- like, here on out, if it's not, like, directly um, refuted, I'm just going to assume that the manga is, like, the precursor to this actual show because yeah. it makes it so much more interesting. Yeah, there's so much more depth there, and I, I love the idea that, like, especially later on, that's why Kaiba is so obsessed with Yugi, is Yugi literally sent him to the Shadow Realm to be set upon by monsters. Yep. That's a, that's such a good motivation, too. Like, that makes Kaiba kind of the underdog hero in a way. Basically, except it gets worse. Oh, no. Because um, I think they mention it here in the show, but Kaiba runs this, um, this theme park called Kaiba Land. Uh, they haven't mentioned it yet, but yeah, that it comes, comes up. up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, in the manga, he built Kaibaland with the sole express purpose of building a secret uh, secondary theme park that's designed to basically challenge Yugi to games until he dies. This giant uh, skyscraper has this alternate um, theme park inside it that's just terrible rides that are all lethal. It's called Death T, and you go up level by level until you get to the top of the building and where he's supposed to duel Kaiba. Can you imagine if that was, like, the actual origin story to the Tower of Terror in Disneyland? <laughs> like, it's not actually – it wasn't meant to be a ride. It was actually Walt Disney trying to kill one of his rivals. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. He spends, like, $85 million building this, uh, this saw-like torture chamber for Yugi and his friends to be processed through – Meanwhile, all these, like, kids are, like, actually cheering Kaiba on because he's the games master or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. In but their he, eyes, he is the hero still. Yeah. And in my eyes, he's kind of still the hero, honestly. And then he challenges Yugi and his friends to a couple of things. One, um, there is laser tag, except the op- opposing team has actual guns. <laughs> and all the, all those guys are, like, American so, Special Forces oh, unit so wait, guys. So, wait, so only... Only the team that is not Yugi and friends has real guns. The Yugi and well, friends. Well, it's still laser guns, but um, like Yugi and company has like standard laser gun fare, which is like pew pew and your suit rumbles and you're out. They have special laser guns oh where God. you shoot it and then you immediately get like 10,000 volts and like die. So Yugi and friends um, conquer these guys, obviously. Okay, sure, yeah. Because I mean, you don't yeah. want Joey to fucking get electrocuted to death. No, well, <laughs> and it, I mean, the anime is still called Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, you're yeah. not going to kill off the, the guy main who's three-quarters of the name, two-thirds of the name. And then, let's see. Oh, there's a room that's basically uh, a giant 
just empty cube and then there's like Tetris blocks falling from the ceiling. And so they have to like jump on top of these blocks to avoid getting crushed. And that's where they first do the friendship symbol thing. Because they need to remember to trust each other inside this, uh, this falling block torture chamber. I, f- I feel like there are a lot of other things you need to remember before trust. Like, if you get to that point, like, if you get beyond the special forces who are literally trying to shoot you with guns, I feel like you have other things that you can remember and just assume that you trust each other. Like, just take that for granted. That's okay. Move on. Take care of, like, the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. But apparently not. Maybe nope. I'm wrong. I don't know. Gotta just have friendship. It'll be fine. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, it's important. Sure. Let's see. What else? Oh, um, Kaiba's brother shows up and challenges to them to another Capsule Monsters game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you, you mentioned this uh, before we started recording. So there's a, there's a game that comes before Dual Monsters. Yes. Called Capsule Monsters. Yeah. Capsule Monsters is essentially... Another game with a bunch of different monsters who all have different stats, mm-hmm. but it's more like chess crossed with Advance Wars. We have um, monsters with power level one through five, and then you get a certain number number of them and place them on this grid like field, and you have to maneuver them around and destroy your opponent's creatures. Right, right. And um, earlier, um, what's his name? I forget. Mokuba. Uh, oh, Kaiba's brother? Yeah, yeah. Mokuba. Mokuba, um, he shows up and challenges Yugi to a uh, capsule monsters duel right. with a knife and says, if you lose, I get to cut off one of your fingers. Oh, that's pleasant. In revenge, this is after Kaiba was uh, trapped in a card, so he's like getting revenge oh, for okay, Kaiba. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, obviously, he gets defeated and trapped inside a capsule. Right. Again, I'm not sure these shadow punishments are doing any good because they just seem to make all his enemies matter. And so yeah. this time in this building, he comes back and gets defeated again, except this time it's in front of a hundred screaming kids who are all like, yeah, Yugi's a new champion. Oh boy. Oh yeah. And then uh, Kaiba shows up and is like, you lost again, your pathetic brother. And, um, oh yeah, he actually, leaves Mokuba to die inside this uh, this chamber, but Yugi rescues him at the last second. <laughs> okay, so that's out of character for both of them then at that point. Yeah, everyone in this series is just like killing each other left and right. Yeah, I don't... So like why would anyone save anyone at this point? I mean, Yugi That's a really great question. Yugi is I don't really know the into answer. like killing people who have not threatened him at all, and here's somebody who's threatened him with a knife... Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, but we're homies now. Yeah, it's killing people is bad when they do it, but it's fine when Yugi does it. Right, exactly. And Setting I, dudes on fire? Sure, why not? Yeah, sure, why not? And I apologize. I was a little distracted there for a second because I wanted to look up Yu-Gi-Oh! Capsule Monsters uh, because it does come up in the cartoon. Oh, does it? Yeah, so... I feel like it's actually probably a more interesting game than the card game. I, I think so, and this is something that's that's brought up a couple of times later on in the show, is that there are alternate versions of Dungeon... Ma- uh, uh, du- I almost said Dungeon du- Masters. I almost said Dungeon Masters. I don't, uh, dungeon dual Masters. monsters. Uh, and I'm looking to see if uh, it comes up this season. No, okay, so the information that Wikipedia is giving me is different than 
the the actual show here. Uh, but so there was a season called Yu-Gi-Oh! Capsule Monsters. Uh, and from everything I can see here, it is sort of considered to be season five of this show that we're watching currently. Uh, and I remember seeing some of these episodes, and I, I'm amazed that they come up in season five and not sooner. I did look so it we'll up earlier, and they that. made a... I think it was the first Yu-Gi-Oh! video game they made that was a Capsule Monsters game. That wouldn't surprise me at all, yeah. That was made for PlayStation in 1998. Oh. I kind of want to, like, find it and run it on an emulator, see how it goes. I mean, I have a PS1. We could probably oh. find it on eBay or something. It's Jap- Japanese only, though. Oh, so then it won't run. It might yeah, be. yeah, yeah. So we'll emulate it. We'll we'll go to the, the We'll find web. something. I think they made a couple we'll go to the Shadow games. Web. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll have to look into that. That's really interesting. I, I do really like the capsule monsters idea because it's not just like, oh, this monster has attack and defense power, but the placement of them on the board makes a difference as well. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm a huge fan of like fire emblem and advance wars and, and turn kind of the same games. thing except shorter, I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, just given the nature of like how Yu-Gi-Oh is played, um, that's really cool, huh? And then, but then, uh, Duel Monsters does come into play at some point in here, right? The card game itself. Yeah, I've been reading through, but it's just another, um, it's just another game that they play. Just in addition to all these other things, okay. there's like a game where there's like Rock'em Sock'em Robot type monster fighting games. All these games seem to involve monsters, but um, it, yeah, it's just one of many. Huh. And they decided to make the whole anime based on this one, ba- just based on the one just part, just on the one game. I mean, yeah. like I'm glad that they didn't try to base an anime on uh, stabbing money off the back of your own hand. Oh yeah, like, that would be. <laughs> I, I'm not into that. I don't think um, four kids would have uh, bitten. No, 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 no. I mean, somebody would have. Let's be honest. Somebody would have made. Yeah, an anime. I want to watch this R-rated Yu-Gi-Oh. It would game. not have... still starring like young high school kids, but right. it's all like super violent yeah i'd watch that it it would not have been a saturday morning cartoon no it would still be something i would watch um so it ends though where you left off at least with yugi kind of becoming the king of games kind of does in the show okay um as far as i've read he just he's not the king of games actually kaiba is the king of games okay but um he's slowly getting better and better at like every game he just happens to be good at all of them well, I mean, it helps to have the spirit of a 5,000-year-old pharaoh living inside of you at all yeah. times. Uh, I would imagine that would make you good at a lot of things that yeah. require experience. Who knows? Uh, 5,000 years is a, a lot of thinking time, yeah. I guess. Yeah, a long time to be trapped in a millennium yeah. puzzle. Uh, oh, one last note about Kaiba. Um, apparently, there are only four blue-eyes white dragons in the whole world, which is why he's obsessed with them. And, and you ripped up one of them? Yep. Did and that still happen in the in the in the manga? Yes. Oh, jeez. But you know how he got the others? Oh. Um, he made deals with the mafia to get one of them. Uh-huh. Um, one of the owners mysteriously committed suicide, and he got it. He basically did a lot of real evil skullduggery behind the scenes to get these four or these three other blue eyes white dragons, the only blue eyes white dragons in the whole world, because in the manga they're the most powerful card in existence. Oh, supposedly. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, discounting Exodia. Well, is Exodia? But they're like the is Exodia in the yes. Oh, that's actually how he beats Kaiba uh, at the top of this murder towel tower. Murder Uh, towel. 
It's called well. The this whole thing is called Death T. I'm not sure what the T stands for. Oh, but at the top, uh, death, he has to yeah, Death Tower, fight. Death, probably something like that. Death Tiyugi. But um, at the <laughs> at the top, he has to have a rematch with Kaiba, uh-huh. and that's when he finally summons Exodia, which is the only time Exodia has been summoned in the whole history of Duel Monsters, because apparently those are the only Exodia cards in existence. So why? Then, knowing as much as we do now, we know that Kaiba knows a lot about dual monsters, and we know that he has been on this hunt for all the Blue Eyes White Dragon cards because those are the most powerful cards in the game, uh, except for these other cards, which are more powerful, and there's only one of. Why would he waste his resources on the second most powerful cards and not spend those same resources on getting the five cards that make up Exodia? I'm not entirely sure he knew they existed. Okay. Uh, and he didn't, and he certainly didn't know that Grandpa had them. And this, so this goes into something that I, mystifies me about Yu Gi Oh! a little bit. And it might just be just kind of where you and I are coming from in terms of like relationship to card games. It is buck wild to me that there would be a card game that allows cards to exist and be legal in play that not everyone is aware of. Right? You know, like, it doesn't make sense. It wouldn't be... It would be weird to go into a Magic tournament, right? Magic the Gathering tournament. Sit down and be in, like, a... I don't know, like, a high-ranking match. Like, I'm not I'm not good at Magic. But, like, say I were and I was in a high-ranking man- match and my opponent plays this card that no one in the room has ever heard of before. <laughs> Even the judges. It, and it ends the game and wins instantly. And everyone just goes... Oh, he played this. He played the super powerful card. I've, I, it's it's a legend. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like no, that doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Everyone has to know what all of the possible options are at any given time. Yeah, you can't just have a um, Wizards of the Coast employee have like the super ultra rare win the game card locked away in a safe just in case someone challenges the company owner to a duel or something. Which is literally what three <laughs> separate people do in this show. Right? Like, like, people have done that twice now. It wrecks and then, the game balance. Yeah. There's no... I mean, we've already talked about this. Like, there is no game balance already, uh, but it's it's just incredible to it's me. It's just how it much like... money you can spend finding these super rare cards. Exactly, exactly. And in the show, it's like, well, how much magic can you use to get these super rare cards? Yeah. And I, I love that in the manga, it's, no, how many, like, shady people can you hire to kill other people to get you those ultra-rare cards? Right. Uh, I love it. Um, did you have anything else, or should we, uh, should we No, that's on? about all I had that's for cool. uh, right. Kaiba are there, Corner. Are there more issues? Are you, like, nearing an end here? Or? Yeah, I'm say I'm, like, like, two-thirds of the way through. Okay, okay. Cool. Well, of uh, uh, what uh, some people call um, season zero, essentially. Oh, okay, okay. Like so, the precursor to Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, to the show. Kind of. It's unclear whether, uh, just how much um, overlap there is between the manga and the show. Sure. Yeah, they don't seem very uh, tonally similar no. is why I'm surprised. Okay, well, it's interesting. It's an extremely hard shift in tone. Yeah, yeah, kind of a left turn there. Uh, well, cool. Well, you'll just have to keep us posted next week then for the, the rest of it or however far you end up getting. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, before, uh, we lose too much more time, it's time to discuss the episode. 
How long can you keep doing that for? One of these times you're just going to go for like a full minute, and I'm just going to have to sit here and deal with it. Well, I mean, with the power of audio editing, I could just make that the whole episode. No one would listen. We would lose all our subscribers. Yeah. But, yeah. So this episode, The Ultimate Great Moth, this was season one, episode five. I... I actually really enjoyed this episode. The beginning was a little bit of a snoozer because it was mostly like, you know, recap from the last episode, which we both agreed was boring. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I think I did the recap of the last one. Do you want to give us a quick recap of this one? Sure. Uh, so it's basically continuing the duel from last time between Yugi and Weevil. And Weevil is like, I'll bring out all my bugs. And Yugi's like, not this time. And um, they go back and forth a little while. Um, in fact, like probably half the episode is both of these guys, um, being like, oh no, they played this. Oh no, just kidding. I'm not actually worried because I have this other thing up my sleeve and just, it's basically just hitting the tennis ball back and forth. Yeah, absolutely is. Absolutely. Yep. But then, uh, Weevil finally brings out this like little bug creature and then he like plays this other card where it slowly grows over five turns to become, like this Mothra like bug of destruction mm-hmm. that will supposedly yeah, he, rain hell down on Yugi. He puts the bug in a uh, I forget the exact name of the card, but it's some sort of like ultimate cocoon that just keeps making super gross noises. It's the over worst. And over. Yeah, the, the if you want to, I'm I really don't want to do the noises again. <laughs> but if you want to know the noises this is making over and over and over again, go to like minute thirty of the last episode that we did, and that's about all we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just a lot was, of sports, sports, sports. It's bad. It's really bad. So then, um, Yugi keeps trying to take this thing down, but he can't, and it finally comes out, and um, it's about to kill him. But suddenly, there's even more rules introduced where. Yugi can actually attack the ground that yeah. the bug is on in the field. We're going to talk which about is this later. Actually, a really interesting concept, but he destroys the forest boost that this thing is getting and is able to mount a counterattack. Yep. And, uh, well, he mounts a counterattack against the cocoon. The cocoon, yeah. And that releases the bug that has been growing inside the cocoon, which is Weevil's ultimate great moth. Name of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, then it's more back and forth, right? Yeah, a little it's, more back and forth and more... It really is just, like, who who has the better bonus at this point? Cause and it's more, the, like, battleground stats, because Yugi... Because the moth, like, starts poisoning his monsters, and uh-huh. then he plays this other thing where it starts to rain and wipes away the poison. Yep. And um, just a bunch of status effects on the battlefield, which are actually kind of interesting, but they don't like go into too much because this is the first time we've ever seen them. Yeah. It's, I think I said this last episode, two episodes ago, uh, where other Saturday morning cartoons might, uh, you know, spend an episode talking about like, uh, you know, an issue like being bullied at school or, you know, respecting your parents. Uh, every episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! is just all about cards. Yeah. It's essentially like, here, let's explore a new mechanic in the game. Uh, and that's, yeah, like you said, it's really all about status effects and field effects in, in this episode and in the last one, cause that's where it was introduced, uh, the first time. Anyway, Yugi is finally able to bring out this skull guy. And, um, since the bug got no, no, wet, hey, hold on, give, the actual give summoned title? skull some respect. <laughs> he summons summoned skull. <laughs> that skull has been summoned. <laughs> Thank you. He brings out... Sorry, he summons Summon Skull. Thank you. 
Do you summon some sc- summon skull? If he had two cards. summon skull cards, <laughs> could he summon some summon skulls? <laughs> How many skulls would summon skulls summon if summon skull could summon skulls? <laughs> he plays the card, all he right? He plays the goddamn card. Anyway, this <laughs> fucking skull has electric powers, and since the bug is wet, he's able to zap the bug and it dies. The end. And then Weevil's like, meh, how could I lose? And it's because he didn't believe in honor and he cheated the whole time. And that's why he lost. Yeah. The end. Yugi does a really great monologue at the end where he goes, ah, Weevil, you have been lying and cheating your way through all your victories, but a real duelist duels with honor. Thanks, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, Yeah, it was, yeah, (laughs) it was prime Picard. Um, Yeah. And then the episode is kind of just like, ends everyone's yeah. happy except weevil yeah he's just kind of like rolling on the ground crying in shame yeah uh and uh yugi gets both of weevil's uh dual chips which is not a normal rule but just an agreement that they had at the beginning where it was like an all or nothing sort of mm-hmm. duel um and then joey takes his uh like dual chip glove thing oh yeah so they all have special dual gauntlets just this uh it, it's it's really weird <laughs> i i just now realize how weird of a fashion statement this is because it's one glove it's a right glove that's fingerless has uh it's red leather with gold knuckles and uh a giant metal bracelet like with, a cuff yeah like a cuff with spots for each of these little star tokens that represent wins. I, I really actually kind of like the aesthetic of Yu-Gi-Oh! where everyone kind of dresses like uh, a high school kid who simultaneously just discovered Hot Topic and BDSM. <laughs> they've, they've all got like super long cloaks and like weird belts across their chests and around their arms and stuff. I just and they're all wearing like giant medallions. I just realized that Taya is the only character in this show that does not pop their collar. Oh yeah, huh? Everyone has. She's a dressed collar. like a normal person. Everyone yeah. else has popped collars and like, like actual collars. Yugi's wearing a collar. You can see there. And Yugi, well, okay, Yu-Gi-Oh is not. A, pardon me, Yu-Gi-Oh. The show, <laughs> Yugi, Yugimoto, is not only wearing a popped collar, he's wearing... Uh, he's got, like, two popped he's collars. He's got two popped collars. He's got an undershirt with a popped collar. He has a shirt under that that I believe is black with gold buttons. And then on his neck, not only is he wearing the the Millennium uh, 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 puzzle, he has a black... Like like a belt, like a belt, like a pilgrim style black it's belt huge. necklace, and it the buckle takes up his whole like throat area, <laughs> and, and everyone is dressed like that. I mean, you see Kaiba, and he is walking around with that friggin' trench coat that somehow billows behind him. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's and let's my Valentine, I won't even start on her outfit. It's 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 basically the insane. same thing. All right. Well, let's let's get into our best and worst of this episode. Uh, do you want to do you want to start with your best? Uh, my best is the new status effects that I think add some interesting that was aspects your, that to the was game. Your best, huh? Yeah, okay. I th- I don't know I if got they've some gone into it. Uh, I don't think they've gone into it super well, but I think it's definitely um, a cool mechanic. That okay. No, not yeah, only. Yeah. Do you get status effects from the area around you? But then you can just destroy that area, and then the status effects get removed. Where this card game is basically coming, becoming sort of like 
an RTS or something where you can yeah. actually like wreck the terrain and that'll affect how your units get. Yeah, well, and it's it's kind of like what we were saying we liked about uh, capsule monsters as a concept is like it's not just the monsters that you play, but there's like stuff you can do with the area. Yeah, that they're playing, it's not just cards. Nice. It's like the the field itself. Yeah, the, I could see that. Whatever the table you're playing them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I will say when playing Yu-Gi-Oh now, field effects are one of my favorite things. In Duel Monsters right now, I have a uh, water and fish-based deck that I call the Shape of Water. Uh, and uh, one of my favorite like combos does include a, uh, a field card that is essentially like the Lost Island of Atlantis. And when that's played, all of my fish monsters get like plus 200 attack hmm. and something else that i'm forgetting but yeah no it, like it's fun to be able to kind of play with the the setting that they're in yeah um yeah i'll give you that i'll give you that uh my best was uh my valentine voice of reason oh yeah <laughs> uh there are three separate times where this episode cuts from uh weevil and yugi uh, sort of doing that that tennis match that you said before of like ah I, I will play this oh no I didn't see that coming except I totally did and here's my counterattack uh, to uh, Tristan Taya and Joey and Mai standing off on the sidelines and the three friends are cheering on Yugi and they're like come on bud you can do it uh, let's you know <laughs> and Mai comes up and she's like why would you ha be cheering for your friend you're just distracting yeah, him you're distracting him he's in the most important duel of his life and it's it's a line from her that reminds everyone the stakes at hand where she goes if yugi loses he's out like it's it's game over for him he gets kicked off the island and a split second later yugi who can't even hear the conversation is like oh, that's right, if I lose, my grandpa's spirit is still in the Shadow Realm and I have no way to get him back out. So if I lose, grandpa dies. Is essentially like the, the stakes here, right? And, yeah. and uh, you know, last episode we talked about, okay, why did he run into this trap and not just go to an easier duel against someone less experienced? Like why did he go directly towards Weevil? That's easily the dumbest decision he could have made because his grandpa's life is on the line. <laughs> Like and he and he goes for a regional champion. Yeah, and this is his first. Joey even says it. This oh, this is Yugi's first official duel. Ever. Yeah, he's never been in a ranked duel before. He's just been playing with friends. Yeah, he's just he he. It would be like if you or I walked into uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament now, like as we are now at our like proficiency level currently, and like a super villain had one of our family members at gunpoint. <laughs> and so unless we win, you know, we, yeah. they like they die. They die. And, and this is kind of like the closest go, it gets to the manga it in darkness. Okay, well there we go. Uh and and you know, in that scenario, what Yugi's doing would be like us there in that tournament looking around and we get our choice our choice of like who can we face off against? And there's a hundred people who are very clearly our skill level. And then there's the one dude who's got like a solid gold deck box and he's got groupies and he's got, you know, sponsorship deals. And we're like, okay, we're going to go for that guy first, I guess. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, it was a very dumb decision. Uh, and my is the first person to point that out. And I, I love that moment. 
uh, and it cuts back a couple more times where she's like, okay, guys, you seriously all need to shut <laughs> you up. Know so this you know, the obnoxious bug dude is a regional champion, right? Yeah, like Yugi is actually in a very serious situation <laughs> here. Uh, just let's let's all simmer down. Um, and, you know, and she gets like quote unquote comeuppance when Yugi eventually wins, but she's not wrong, is the thing. Like, it wasn't the friendship that saved them necessarily. Uh, you know, there is a moment where Joey says, what's the stupid line he says? Gotta light him up. No, gotta get fired up. Gotta I get think. fired up. And there is a moment where Yugi, like... He gives him the thumbs up. Yeah, he, he, he has this, like, aha moment when Joey says, fire it up. And Yugi goes, that's it. Fire it up. Fire. <laughs> and, like, okay, be that as it may, like, the whole cheering on helped Yugi remember that, like, fire burns things. Uh, he still like was gonna draw the cards that he was gonna draw. That didn't affect the likelihood of him winning at all. Ah, unless he's interacting with the heart of the cards. Oh, okay, that's fair. I'd forgotten about the heart of the cards. You're correct. <laughs> You're correct. Uh, okay. What about your worst? Uh, the worst was the whole uh back and forth they had going on where it was just like, oh, oh no, this bad thing happened. Aha! But I've been planning for it this whole time. Take this. Yeah. Like, just for once, can you be shocked that something bad happened and not have, like, a whole plan behind it? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, especially in card games where, you know, there's a there's a decent amount of luck or heart of the cards, pardon me, where, you know, maybe you just didn't draw well. Like, yeah, but these, these guys are, like, fine. all planning, like, 15 steps ahead of each other and they're... Friggin' plans just keep bouncing off each other. They do, yeah. It just got a little obnoxious and kind of contrived. That's fair. That's fair. I can see that. What was your worst <sighs> status effects? My worst was this fucking land card rule. And let me explain to you why. It's not the rule itself. Remember, you know, the, the old saying is don't hate the player, hate the game. Well, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't hate the game, and I, I don't really hate the player, uh, except I hate the player a little bit. What is proposed in the last episode uh, was that there are new secret rules on Duelist Kingdom that no one will know until they come up. And this whole trap sprung by Weevil Underwood was, oh, I stole the book, so I know that in certain places, certain physical spaces on the map, uh, I will get a land bonus for my cards. And the way that it's phrased is that not only is it the physical place that's a new rule, but the land field bonus is a new rule as well. And the the way that they set it up, everyone is surprised by this field bonus, and Yugi has to work to figure out, okay, what does this mean? Does this give me a benefit? All that. And that's part of the interesting dynamic of the previous episode. In this episode, Yugi has no less than three cards that use the field bonus or affect it in some way. (laughs) And I thought this rule was new. How does he have cards for this already? Yeah, he already has them, like, affecting that, like, they're in his deck. How, like, was he building his deck and is like, field bonus? I've never heard of that before. Well, it may come up. It's, no, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have these cards. It should just affect the play as it affects the play, and that should be it. He can win some other way. That's fine. Like, you know, I don't know, pull out Exodia again. That would have been okay. But, like, do you see what I'm saying? I am, yeah. How did he have these cards that already 
like play into this rule that he's only uh, ostensibly according to the fiction of of the the episode only learned about 30 minutes ago i don't know the heart, just, heart of the cards heart of the cards heart of the cards it it like randomly pulls other cards and just kind of materializes them inside the deck maybe that's yeah, what the I, heart of the cards does i mean we've already decided Makes that more this show is all about else. cheating magically so yeah. like that could be it i don't it's know it's entirely possible it's entirely possible who who uh, i don't know it's that part frustrated me uh, but it won't be the last time that frustrates me because we have more episodes coming up <laughs> all over this island, all over this island. Uh, so the next episode is going to be season one, episode six, first duel, uh, where Joey goes into his first duel against my Valentine. Oh boy. Uh, this legitimately is one of my favorite episodes. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited about it because of a very specific moment that will 100% be my favorite highlight of the next episode and we'll get into it then all right i'm excited um, so yeah i'm very excited for that uh in the meantime uh before we end the episode uh i do want to mention that if you want to subscribe to our show on apple podcasts you can now uh we i mean we don't get like paid for this or anything we're not no gonna, we don't have sponsors i don't think we have any like real plans to do that <laughs> in the future either uh, this is just kind of a fun thing to do so uh if you want to subscribe please do if you want to leave a comment please do maybe we'll get uh, sponsored by squarespace see i wonder i wonder about that <laughs> <laughs> i'll look into that we'll see what we can do uh and uh yeah uh Smash that like button, I guess. Whatever it is the kids say these days. Smash I don't that motherfucking care. like and subscribe. I, and like this is why I bring it up is I don't care what the fuck you do. I know that this is a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. If you like it, please keep listening to it. If you don't, fuck you. That's fine. <laughs> um, we do it because we enjoy it. Uh, all right. Well, hey, do you have anything else you want to tack on? No. All I had was all this Kaiba stuff, but we covered that. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to next week. In the meantime, it's time. time! and the episode I'm gonna punch you okay <laughs> <laughs>